So you take those five numbers, X one of them out, out of the remaining four, one of them gets used twice, and then you have five digits in the stock price. I'm really excited about this, Herb. It's a big deal to everyone out there. and uh, It's I, a big deal to me. In 2017, when the stock price was $35.77, yeah. I said to Tim and Tasha, I want the stock price to be $100 by the time we turn 100 years old in 2026. And we looked at each other like, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> On Track, Season 3, Episode 15, COO Eric Ritchie in Spacious Podcast Studio A. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Actually. Nobody afternoon. would know the difference if you didn't correct yourself. I know. Yourself. I thought that, but it's afternoon. I'll but it is that. afternoon, a rare afternoon recording of the On, pa- on Track podcast. Uh, we also have on the phone with us, New Hampshire Operations Manager, Sean Milligan. Good afternoon. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing great, Herb. Yeah, great. Glad to have you on. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we've we've made the mentioned the a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going around the company with all the operations. You happen to be the last one, and it's like painting a house. Now we're going to start over around the corner. Yeah, that's right. It's a finish right. work. That's oh, we we actually have a couple of more operations we want to get in, uh, namely being the uh, the asphalt operation with Josh, yep. and probably want to get in the. Uh, the fab shop too. Yeah, that'd be great. And might have Eric Ritchie on. Oh, wow. This is, we're programming on the fly here. Oh, we're programming on the fly. Yeah, and that's I the think, way we do I it. I think we might have Tasha on at some point. In time. Tasha's on next week. Yeah. yeah. She's going to draw a steel curtain between you and the future here because you're not going to be here. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how the crew's going to handle it. Well, you'll probably notice I didn't offer to teams in on my vacation. Or I did I notice mean, that I, you I, I do enjoy the podcast, but... Uh, I'm probably going to take a break. Yep. If you don't mind. No, that's 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 good. You ought to have a break. So we're going to have. Uh, we don't have any project awards, do we? Uh, no awards, but we do have a low bid. I'm not sure if we talked about this last week, but we were a low bidder on the Umaine softball fields. Oh yes. Um, uh, low and only on that project. Actually, we bid two Umaine jobs last week. We were second by a very narrow margin on one, and then two hours later, we were low bid on a. Just under an $8 million job at the softball fields at the University of Maine in Orono. So good good okay. project for late summer, early fall. Well, I got a little bit ahead of myself here. We're going to have the main topic, which is not, as it says here, the Bangor region happenings. It's the New Hampshire region ha- happenings. I'm going to have some uh, history topic from Herb's journals from 1943, 63, and 83. I promise it won't take me 40 years to read it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to just hit some highlights from the spring of the year. Uh, we got a, a good batch of shout outs and uh, we're going to have a Price is Right guest we're going to announce this week and that will be next week we will have the 2021 stock price and we're pretty excited about this. It's a big deal. So what we're going to do throughout this podcast, we're going to read out five numbers and you got to listen to the whole podcast to catch them. And when you catch them, you need to write them down. You'll have to listen to the podcast more than once. So we're going to have we're going to name out five numbers. Four of those numbers are in the in the pot in the stock price. In other words, there's one number that's not part of the stock price. Yep. So we're giving you five. You got to select the four you think are in the stock price 
and one of them is in there twice. So five numbers, four being used, one of those four is used twice. Correct. So what do they get if they win, Herb? Well, we say, we talk about that at the end. Oh, I'm getting Otherwise, way ahead of myself. Otherwise, it's sign off now. It's like I'm, yeah, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Yeah. Uh, we have new employees here we're going to talk about, uh, a few this week and some from previous weeks. And with that, uh, I guess back to awards, Eric. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the awards, I would just like to say number nine. 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 Okay. That's not German. That's number nine. Uh, projects, a little bit of words. As I mentioned, the UMaine softball fields, um, we're also, uh, dragging home the contract for the Norwich Walk landfill. Um, been seeing it bounce back and forth, so we're about ready to put the ink on that. And that will be some uh, summer fall work this year and then a good chunk of work next year as well. About a little over half of that contract, a $10 million contract will go into next year. Oh, good. So yeah. we'll have more backlog going so into 23. We're building the backlog for next year while we go. Good. Well, let's roll on to the main topic here then, Eric. I'll let you get started with Sean here. What's going on with him? Sean, I think you had something you wanted to offer up first. Yes, that would be number five. Five? Five. F-I-V-E, five. That's correct. Okay. So before we uh, swap it over to you, uh, Sean's had a, a busy winter in New Hampshire. I say Sean and the whole New Hampshire crew have had a busy winter. Uh, I'll let Sean touch upon kind of what that all encompassed. Uh, we are still looking for some work in New Hampshire, um, hiring people. And again, Sean can touch upon that. He's had some success there, and I think it's great to celebrate. Um, besides that, uh, you know, the, the sharing of resources and uh, all these ops managers and Sean being the senior member of the ops manager group, quite frankly, which includes me as part of that group. Right. Um, you know, Sean brings a lot of value to the table and uh, just brings a lot to the group from his steadiness and his experience and all those type of things. So um, really excited to see how we shape up in New Hampshire with a new office. Uh, he's, he's starting to build some staff there and starting to get his, uh, well, getting his rear end behind him, I guess I would say. I won't use any profanity here, but uh, things are starting to look up and, uh, you know, we're hoping to secure some more work, as I mentioned. But I'll be quiet and turn it over to you, Sean, to chat a little bit about your region. Well, thank you very much, Eric, for those kind words. Uh, don't always deserve them, that's for sure. Oh, I still give them. Um, <laughs> right, deserve them right. Not. Yeah. He's gushing with <laughs> kindnesses, Sean. <laughs> right. So you know, we do have a, a number of projects going on uh, currently. Um, a lot of them are in the same stage, basically in the cleanup stage. Um, we've got three three solar projects that was very helpful, very nice to have this, this winter. It was something that, that we could work late into the season and, and basically start up early as well. Um, first one being Bethel Solar. That's uh, pretty much in, in its cleanup final stage on site. Um, we will be probably returning, I'd say, end of May, right around that time frame, end of May, early June, and uh, basically just, just uh, clean the site up and uh, play some, some seed. As you said that's in Bethel? Yeah, that is in Bethel. Yep. That's correct. Yep. So you kind, of, um, kind of dotted the main border with those, Sean. We did. We did. And, you know, it, even though this is the New Hampshire region, um, you know, it's it's been fitting for some of the projects to be in Maine. Uh, Absolutely. Just recently. And, uh, you know, it, it works well, it, it being this close. Uh, you know, it's having the office where it is located, a lot of the personnel in New Hampshire, we can dart across the border. 
relatively easy yep. and, uh, and and take on good work, work that fits them. And the um, other way around, if you get overloaded there, some, some folks from Maine can just jump over a little bit too. Absolutely. It works well that way. It certainly does. It certainly does. Um, which brings me to Bridgeton. Um, it's it's probably the largest project we have going right now. Um, it, it's uh, primarily a sewer project. Uh, there is some storm drain on the, on the project. Uh, it's basically a, um, um, halfway done. You know, we're we're about halfway through an eight million dollar project. Um, we have had a number of change orders, and this is uh, basically a testament to Peter Broberg and John Coach, Spencer Woodmore, and Jackson Blaze. Uh, the three crews we started out with last year. Um, four change orders to date. Um, we still uh, we still have about uh, $5 million worth of work left to put in place. Uh, I appreciate maybe a little more. Sorry, Sean. I appreciate you mentioning that because we talked a lot about, uh, you know, low bids and awards and those type of things. And just in the last couple of weeks here, I signed about a million three change order for you there in Bridgeton. And uh, you've been able to steadily pick up some good work to bolt onto that project and, Frankly, it actually makes some of your operations out there a little more efficient by not having another contractor in there like we've dealt with in some capacity. And that's so, why they're giving us the work, because they want us there. And they're very happy to have us there, and I've heard that from Woodard and Curran folks. So a testament to you and your guys out there, Sean. And most certainly. And, uh, you know, just saying that they did have another contractor in town doing some uh, waterline work last year. They basically put the uh, second half of that project out to bid and uh, asked us to uh, to – put a price in on it and we were successful on that a yep. uh, couple thousand feet of water main and uh you know for like six hundred thousand so so you know it's it's really it's it's kudos to that crew up there every every progress meeting they're asking us to uh take on more work for them whether it's sidewalks or paving or or anything they just they're really happy with with that crew the bridgeton boys yeah that's correct they're, they're doing they're Knocking it right out of the park. Uh, North Berwick. Uh, this is another uh, solar project. Um, we're 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 not currently on site there uh, either. Um, we do, on occasion, uh, go to site and shuffle around some crane mats for them. Uh, half of the site is just very wet, and uh, so so we've been uh, taking care of them in that aspect. Uh, North Bridgeton, another solar site. Um, we're currently, we do have a crew up there now. Uh, John Coach is up there basically, uh, uh, backfilling some equipment pads and, uh, doing a little bit of site grade and spooning some stuff up that, that was rutted up over the winter. Portsmouth Lonza, uh, that's a, that's a project, uh, we, we started late last fall, finished early winter, January. Um, we basically just have some punch list work left there and a little bit of topsoil to place, uh. Mike Parody spearheaded that project, did a good job, and uh, we'll be going back, finishing it up uh, shortly. Um, this brings me to all of the Rochester projects. Uh, Rochester TLR3 South, um, we just uh, finished up crushing and processing approximately 80,000 yards this winter of uh, various products. Um, and, uh, that was good for us, kept a small little group of people uh, busy all winter. And uh, helping waste management uh, take care of a large amount of rock that's right in the middle of their next cell. Tough time of the year to be crushing, John. 
It is. It is. Um, but uh, that group worked hard, cold, cold weather, snow, whatever. They, they were out there crushing every day. Made it happen. Yep. And uh, Rochester MRF, it's a material recycling facility, basically uh, just doing the site work for Sheridan there. Um, that's That project is on hold right now. That's a project we took oh, back to finish last March. Um, a year ago, March, and uh, we've been, there's, there's been a lot of redesign on the project due to poor underlying soils. Yeah, a lot of design and, changes, uh, a lot of yeah. design changes. You're still probably changing designs. There is, there is. So right now we're currently on hold uh, to do any uh, work outside of the building. Uh, we're all caught up with uh, fine grade on, on under slab and, and utilities under slab. Um, we're just waiting for the uh, the go ahead on some scales and a septic system, which takes up a large portion of the uh, the exterior of the building. So uh, we're uh, we're anxiously waiting to hear about that so we can get started and not you know get that in the way. Um, Rochester uh, cell 15A. It's a project uh, we were just awarded. Uh, we bid that back in February. We were a verbal in March, and Ian's currently drafting up the contract now as we speak. That's great. Um, yeah, a couple million dollar job. Uh, it's basically uh, grading or fine grading some some low perm soil or clay, if you will, and uh, uh, installing uh, drainage materials, placing drainage materials, and uh, you know just sand and stone and uh, some leachate piping. Uh, that'll that'll finish up uh, probably. September, August, yep. that time frame. And I believe they've got some more work coming behind it. They do. It, you know, that Rochester is basically, you know, it conti- continuous work. There's, there's a bunch of calf work that's going to be coming out uh, uh, probably the next four or five seasons right around. So, uh, right. Stay right there and take care of that work for them. Um, that brings us to Sanford. We uh, we were fortunate to uh, to be successful on a project last fall at the uh, airport in Sanford. Uh, it's basically a million and a half dollar project just to uh, remove and replace some some pavement, a little bit of base ag or aggregate, and uh, a couple thousand feet of uh, RCP storm drain. And last but not least, uh, we have a, another project in Sanford, the West Side Village. Uh, it's basically a right-of-way, right-of-way uh, restoration project um, down in a tight little corner of town, uh, new sewer and storm drain as well. And uh, John John Sanborn's there on that project with Seth Byrne and Madeline Harvey. Uh, they got a good start last week. And uh, we're moving forward, uh, fine-grading sidewalks and placing topsoil and, and uh, installing sewer. Yeah, right now, currently. Yeah, that job's going pretty so, well overall, Sean, especially for being in a, you say right away to right away to give people a little explanation there. That right away to right away is really uh, curb to curb or retaining wall to retaining wall that's holding up somebody's lawn. It's a pretty uh, pretty tight little neighborhood. Yeah, curb to curb doesn't quite give it, serve it justice. Uh, <laughs> you you right into right into people's door yards and the front steps, actually a couple items we have replacing front steps to hold. Wow. So. Yeah. Door knockers. So, yeah. Right. 
So uh, no, John's uh, doing very well with the project, and uh, it's it's definitely a different project for us. Uh, uh, we're working hand in hand with the town uh, on a lot of different things. Uh, to to we did not come in under budget, so they had to uh, basically come up with uh, an agreement that would allow the project to still move forward mm. with them taking on some of the work themselves. And I think you've worked very well with them and they seem to be pretty happy and uh, we're certainly yep. happy to have a couple of projects here. It'd be nice to pick another one up around there. That's, that's for sure. For sure. So that leaves us with about an $11 million backlog right now. Um, you know, they're definitely uh, looking for, for, for some more work for the, for this summer, the end of summer uh, starting, you know, I know Glenn Adams has spent a fair amount of time with you here recently to, uh, you know, to try to break into the more of the commercial market over there. Yes, yes, and uh, you know there are there are a number of irons in the fire right now. We've submitted some prices to to a few projects, and we're we're anxiously awaiting for some to come out. You know, in Dover, uh, New Hampshire, and Portsmouth, and Tamworth, New Hampshire, and uh, Raymond, and Hooksit. Uh, there's a number of different uh, projects that we're we're keeping an eye on. Yeah. And we're still uh, being uh, pretty, we're still being pretty selective though, Sean, even though you're looking for work, we're aware of kind of our utility capabilities being uh, pretty well tapped out. No pun intended. And, uh, you know, we get uh, thrown some projects once in a while that we look at the geography and say, you know what, it just, uh, it's too far of a stretch for us to get there. So, but uh, there's still opportunity that abounds and it's only April 12th. So there's more work to come. I have to keep reminding myself of that, but you know, That's why I'm things... saying it to remind you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but to Eric's point, to Eric's point, you know, we're looking at geography a little bit better than we have in the past. And I got a call last week, I think the week before maybe, uh, about some work in Vermont, and uh, and I talked to Eric, and you know, we just we just don't have a crew to go that far right now, and and I, I want our crew to know that. We do have opportunities that we do turn back yep. um, because we want to make sure they fit with our capacity in the regions that they are. And, and it was, it was a nice job in Vermont, but it just wasn't, just you know, didn't, fit didn't fit us for a lot so, of reasons. Well, good report. Sounds yeah. like you you know, you got some decent work ahead of you and, and uh, some new jobs to get started on uh, some cleanup and then some you still are kind of in the middle of. Yeah, yeah, we're running the whole gamut here for sure. Yeah, good mix. And, uh, yeah, and uh, got some excellent crews and people out there that uh, put it in place for us every day. Man, you do, don't you? I'm so happy and proud of of what you know what we've been able to build over there uh, with some of these folks that came on. You know, I spent some time this winter, a little bit of time with the with the foreman training, and you know, just really really happy to see that. And I know you're bringing in some other people as well, uh, wh- whom we'll, we've named and will continue to name as we bring them on. Absolutely. Yep. Well, if you don't mind, Sean, if you can, uh, kick your feet up and hang, hang by for a while, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, Herbert E. Sargent history. Now, Saturday, uh, was April 9th and I swung by the summer cemetery that was the day that Herb passed away in 2006, April 9th. And uh, just just to pay respects and say hello, he was quite a mentor to so many of us. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about investing in people and that that being, you know, the number one 
uh, value that we have. Absolutely. So March 3rd, 1943, Herb was 37 years old at the time. Uh, he says, and I highlight this because at, at 37, at very young in his company, uh, he was tuned into the political realities of, of what could become society. And back in, in that day, he says, I went to, to Augusta on a hearing about a gas tax diversion, then through to Norwalk, staying all night. So the gas tax diversion was you and I and everybody that's listening to this and everybody that drives a vehicle, when they fill up, part of that fuel cost, there's a gas tax that goes to the highway fund that then funds highway construction. Not everybody knows that. And I think it's an important thing for all our folks to know. So when you see somebody come out and say, well, we ought to cut the gas tax because gas is so high. No, I don't think we ought to cut the gas tax. That that could be a, a monumental problem for us in the future. But Herb knew that uh, 79 years ago. Yeah, and that gas tax doesn't fluctuate with the price. Right. That's a stays the tax. same. So it's, uh, you know, your gas goes from $2 to $4. That tax isn't isn't anymore. It's the same as it was. It's like 18 cents a gallon or whatever it is, yep. no matter what it is. It's not like a 5% sales tax. Correct. When you, when you buy something for $2, it's, it's 10 cents and $4 is 20 cents. I kind of wish it was. We'd have a lot kinda more highway have fund a lot money. More money. Anyways, he, uh, he was building the airport in Norgewalk at that time. And as I go through, uh, go through his journal these days, he was over there almost every day and, and driving from Stillwater to Norgewalk in 1943 is not like driving to Stillwater to Norgewalk today. Taking all back road. Yeah. There's like no Newport, uh, no I-95 to Newport. It's all back roads. Um, so Friday spent the AM in the office, went back to Norgewalk in the afternoon on a Friday, uh, and, uh, started stripping the, the Susie pit, uh, the following Monday, two days later after the weekend, Amber, his wife, my grandmother, he says, Amber and I went to Norgewalk PM I uh, had three or four machines working here. Uh, Mike and Fred had supper with us in Norgewalk. Tuesday, March 9th, very cold morning. Everything went bad until noon. <laughs> All shovels except Smith off part of AM got going at noon. Uh, the job engineer had dinner with Amber and Herb at the Skowhegan house. They came home late. Uh, again on Thursday, went to Norgewalk. L60. It's a Marion L60 shovel taking frost off top of the knoll where pipe is to be put in. So this is a cable shovel taking frost off in March so they can put pipe in the ground. Uh, March 15th, stopped by Eaton Peabody, who's an attorney here in Bangor. Uh, and he said, saw Eaton Peabody about Corp. And one thing that's, uh, that's largely unknown is Herb didn't become incorporated until 43. He started in business in 26, and that's what we always claim is our is our start, but he didn't really incorporate until 43, so he didn't have some of those corporate protections in place. Uh, March 16th, Tuesday, went to Norgewalk again, heavy snow, uh, only about two hours' work on the job. Wednesday again, five more inches of snow. Amber and I spent the day in Norgewalk, Got home about 7 p.m. On Friday, March 26th, there's a number of days he didn't write in his journal. Friday, March 26th, he said, nice and warm, 52 above. So that tells you how cold it had been before. He had to 
you had to actually say that it was above. Well, and nice and warm. That tells you right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, toward the end of March. Uh, first day on 24-inch pipe. Still a lot of 42-inch pipe delay, but short on pipe. Ever heard of that, Sean? No. Hopefully, well, <laughs> yes, I have. Not but sure. I, I really would not like to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> he says, having trouble with frost even after blasting. So they're literally blasting frost. It's been a very cold winter. Very cold winter. Uh, moving ahead to April 6th. Uh, spent the morning on the job back to Bangor. Uh, he was on the city council here in Old Town. Uh, plumber L75 and L60 hauling borrow at the back of the garage. So those are Marion shovels. Uh, Smith on an L75. Hired shovel. Simon and Calso laid off Monday night. Can't earn its way. I, I just, I like the way he says that. So they had a hired shovel that they had working, and he says, laid off, can't earn its way. It's a pretty kind of a blunt but appropriate way to say it. Pretty cut and dry. On 22nd of March, 1963 now, 20 years later, went over scrapers. In fact, came to the office and called the Euclid factory. So he was working with Norm Burkett from N.A. Burkett with Ralph and the uh, – they were so tuned in to get some scrapers, they came back and literally called the factory and said, get some coming. Uh, March 31st, Ken, Ken DeWitt, who the Old Town Airport is named after, was a partner with Herb in Central Maine Flying Service. They were the Piper aircraft dealer. And he said Ken had gone to New York on a plane sales deal. April Fool's Day, stopped under a few minutes to see the fellows at the canoe company. Yet another enterprise that Herb was involved in. He owned a white canoe company, which eventually became White Sign Company. And at the time, White was the oldest canoe company in the nation. Uh, but Herb bought it, and they started building boats as well, like uh, outboard power boats. Uh, stayed over and had supper with Jim and Carolyn in Newport. That would be my dad my mom, because this is about two weeks before I was born. Uh, had talk with Norm Bur Burkett about repairs to TC-12. So this TC-12 is a dozer that's literally in two pieces, and it's, they're pinned together. There's two engines, one for the right track, one for the left track. And that was way before all these hydrostatic machines, but that was the idea that they could always keep power to one track. They didn't have to pull the clutch and shut the power off. So that Euclid machine was decades ahead of its time. And that is located in North Carolina, that very machine, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to get it back here somehow. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Uh, went, over, awesome. went over a proposal with, with Mike, Mike Greaves, his vice president at the time, uh, to let Lee Brothers finish our freedom job. Lee Brothers was a contractor in Albion, and they happened to be, uh, Frank Lee was Chris Lee's grandfather. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, April 5th, Ralph and I got early, early start from Michigan Auction. They wanted to buy some scrapers out there at an auction. Uh, they decided to have a bid ceiling of 23000 for the 1958 machines and 18000 for the older ones. And that was one of Herb's rules is he would make a ceiling absolute. If it went above that, he was going to start bidding. Uh, they purchased and ended up buying one of those scrapers for seventeen seven fifty. April 8th, morning at Newport, had police weigh the new shovel on the trailer. So I believe this is a, a Northwest ADD shovel. 
and it said he had 15,000 pounds to spare, and I'm guessing he figured out a way to fill that 15,000 pounds. I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. 9 April, took Amber to Newport with me. Uh, my mom was coming along. She had a one-year-old, my sister, as well as uh, about eight and a half months pregnant with me. I was an easy child, though. Uh, March 28th, engineering force are doing last touches to the brewer job bid. Now, this is 1983. This is uh, 39 years ago. Uh, the next day, he says, I spent the entire day until 10.45 p.m. p.m. at the office. Uh, Vera and I had cream chicken for a quick supper, and I have to get right back to work. So he was, they really dialed in on that. And the next day, Wednesday, Eric and Sean, as you know, is the MDOT bid letting day. And he says we're about $900,000 below bridge construction on the brewer job. Took the news down to Vera. And I have to believe there was some kind of a small celebration yeah. because at that time, things were running a little bit tight on the work front here in, uh, here in Maine. And that would have been a big job back then too. Yeah, the job, I believe, as I recall, was about $8.5 million. And that job itself was the largest job that MDOT had let. A few months later, Chimbro was low on the Bangor Brewer I-395 bridge, which ended up being larger than that one. Yep, pretty impressive. So one thing I have to say is, one. The number one. The number one. I kind of feel like uh, Count Dracula here. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to do that laugh after you say this or something. <laughs> oh, so. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Okay, that wasn't good. It was pretty good, though. Right? Was it? Yeah, don't quit your day job. Don't, don't it do it again. <laughs> so that's a history topic. Thanks for listening. We're gonna. That's brought to you by N.A. Burkett & Sons. Heavy equipment. Yeah, no longer in business. <laughs> now defunct. <laughs> after Herb, after Herb start, stopped buying from them, they were gone. Yeah. Um, on to shout-outs. All right, we've got a good list here. We'll start off with Justin Porter down in the Mid-Atlantic. He's got a shout-out to Scott Bartlett, Dale Lauk, and Josh Lauk. We're close to the end of our pump station project in Cortland. That started in June of 2019. Great efforts from you all to wrap this project up, and I can concur with that. It's been a beast of a job, so getting it behind us and wrapping it up. Well sure done. has. Richie Otis. Yeah. Richie Otis has a shout-out to the Topsom Solar Crew. Great work. Great team effort, great acknowledgement for each other. I love the way he worded that. Absolutely. Great acknowledgement for each other. Justin Emery would like to give a shout out to Jeff Marsh for helping me with the Skills USA heavy equipment competition in Virginia Beach. He was able to get a couple dealers in the area to donate the equipment for the day. Also served as one of the judges for the eight contestants, contestants that participated the event went well and wouldn't have happened without his help. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, that's a great one. appreciate both of those guys taking a Saturday to go down and do that. So before I move on to a shout-out from Alex Hardy, I would like to say the number four. Four. Ah, 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 ah. Is that better than Herb, Sean? Yeah, that was perfect. Thank you, Sean. That's all I needed. Uh, Alex Hardy. You notice he didn't say it was better. He didn't yeah, agree Yeah, I know. That. He didn't. Yeah. He, he walked that line very well. Good job, Sean. Uh, Alex, He's a politician, that guy. <laughs> Alex Hardy has a shout-out that he'd like to send out to Rob Norris, Holden Kimball, and Jake Flewelling for their hard work over the past week. Four days straight running jackhammers and chipping through two bridge abutments made of six feet of solid concrete to install two 24-inch pipe sleeve. the sleeves. The work wasn't glamorous or easy, but you three got it done. Well done, gents. Steve Randall. 
I'd like to give a shout out to Dylan Carmichael for taking the, the lead on the box conduits at the Bat Cove West. He is doing an excellent job, and it's not easy work. Always has safety on his mind and always knows where everyone needs to be. He's a huge asset down here. What a, that's a great shout-out. I like that. Absolutely. Sure is. Yep. Says a lot. Sean Powell has a shout-out to Keegan LaPointe, great new welder with a work ethic you can't teach and an awesome attitude. Keep up the good work. Love hearing that, work ethic and a good attitude. Uh, Pete Perizzo has a shout out to Dan McCall. Dan helped get our new onboarding process off the ground this past week. He brought a new employee owner into the fold and helped them feel comfortable starting work at a new place where they didn't know anyone. When he gave the new employee owner their project assignment for the following Monday, he printed out the project information as well as the contact information for the superintendent. Dan showed an incredible amount of care towards that new employee owner by doing that and is very much appreciated. Great job, Dan. Yeah, great initiative by Dan to, to let the guy know where he's going next, give him all the information he needs. And I'm sure that employee owner greatly appreciated it. Justin Embry has another shout-out. I would like to give a shout-out to Brian Pete for turning around some things for us in the Mid-Atlantic on a very short notice. I hate to ask things last minute, but we appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Fun fact, our Brian Pete was the field cost manager on the three. That is correct, yes. Yes, yes. And another fun fact, yesterday was Brian Pete's birthday. That's right. So happy late birthday, Brian Pete. Yeah. Uh, John yeah, and Neto, yeah. John Neto, please give a shout out to the crew at Dedham Solar. Devin Kerr, Garrett Grass, and Nick Neto have been super versatile, taking on any task, while also getting a new hire, Jake Wood, acclimated to how we work here at Sargent. Big shout out to Art Morin, Artemis, for masterminding site movements on a day-to-day basis, as well as working hand-in-hand with blasting crews getting ready for the site electrical crews. And last but not least, big thanks to Gene Randall, Devin Kerr, and Nick Neto for staying until dark last week to make the next rainy day work possible. Good job, everyone. That's a that's a good big shout-out, but it's great. That's that's good, and we're going to continue on. John Neto had another shout-out. He'd like to give a thank you to Cody Sylvester, who always seems to uh, make time to assist on Saturdays if asked, even though he's not currently stationed on the Dedham job. And that is appreciated. Cody's willing to do anything, anytime, anywhere. That's great. Uh, I think that wraps us up, Herb, but if you don't mind, I had uh, one that I wanted to ad lib and I think Sean did as well. Please do. Um, so I wanted to give a, a big shout out and this kind of ties back to Pete Perizzo's shout out, but a, a big shout out to uh, Pete and Kevin, Pete Perizzo, Kevin Gordon, Heather Hutchinson, Cam Hagar, Amy, Amy Soames, uh, Justin Embry, uh, and then our ops managers, Sean Milligan, Justin Porter, Doug Morrison, Jim Braley, and uh, Tim LePage, uh, really adopted a different onboarding process here, a different orientation process, uh, and the communication that I've seen between all these groups and, and trying to do the right thing, getting our employee owners in the door while also honing that process continually. Uh, it's been really good to see, and I think we're giving people a totally different experience. Than it it really has been great, um, you know, Pete's come on with that workforce advancement group and, and, you know, they've, that whole team has worked together to, to try to make the orientation and the onboarding a seamless process and all aligned head in the right direction. So I'm really, really glad to see what that does. Uh, hope, hope we see great things in terms of retention Absolutely. with the way we're doing that. No, it's a great start. Sean, I think you had one you wanted to throw in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll uh, echo all of that, what you just said, Eric, too. I, I think, uh, you know, we're doing a fantastic job bringing people in. And, I, you know, I get to witness that from time to time 
bringing people on board right here at the office. Um, you know, Pete's doing a fantastic job. Heather, Amy, all of them. They're they're really, you know, bringing it for the folks. Um, and you know, I'm just I'm thankful for what we have down here and the projects that we have and the place that we're at with them. Um, it, it's been a nice early start. Um, although we, you know, we we did keep a pretty good group busy everyone that wanted to be busy was was busy this winter and uh um no, yeah, it's, it been, nice, it's been a nice great great winter that way it but, sure has sean I, I just watched a brand new d5 no no paint missing off it heading for Ooh. the job shiny I, I blade love, I, I love seeing that yeah, we kind of yeah. we might have zoned out there for a second, Sean. Both of us turned and just stared out the window as a drool at the new equipment. Sun, going out. sun was shining off of it. It's just a good sign of things to come. So, yes, most certainly. That's great. Hey, uh, so we're gonna Eric and I can just run through a few new employees because last week we did last week's, but we missed some from previous weeks. So we're gonna hit the ones we have this week, and one in particular, Jake Harris is a returning employee for us, and we're just super glad to see Jake back. Absolutely. Glad to have him back and uh, appreciate him being here. He's going to be a huge part of our year. He's well well known to the to everyone in the company almost, uh, so just glad to see him back. Uh, also coming on this week is Nathan Morrill, who's a, a heavy equipment operator, excavator operator, and he's uh, from Sandown, New Hampshire. So add to your forces there in New Hampshire, Sean. Yeah, That's Pat, Patrick Wallace, CDL. Class B with tank endorsement out of Farmington. So glad to see Patrick come in. We're going back to last week now. So back to last week, uh, we had Adam Hinsman start with us, who's a new safety specialist working in the safety department for Southern Maine and New Hampshire. Adam uh, resides in New Hampshire. So I think we already got those guys last week. Oh, we did? Yep. Okay. So we'll go from February 21st to March 21st. Right, I'll go back to February 21st. So jumping back, uh, Herb, as you mentioned, we didn't uh, get some folks earlier in the year. So going back all the way to February 21st, another returning employee, Anthony A.J. Henderson from Holton, came back to us after a couple of years uh, staying outside of the company and definitely glad to have A.J. back and he's doing very well. Also, uh, February 28th, Reuben Curtis returned. Uh, Reuben been with us for many years and, and, uh, Went to run the Ready Mix plant down in, in Monmouth. Yep. Uh, but he joined us back uh, in February. So glad to have Ruben back. Glad to have Ruben back. He's a great mechanic, great asset. Uh, a new hire back on uh, March 4th. We mentioned him uh, during one of the shout outs here, he was mentioned, but Jake Wood uh, came on as a laborer. And uh, Austin Davis also came on that day. Austin was an intern for us uh, for a couple seasons, I believe, at least one season. And uh, he came on board this year as a skilled laborer. It's great to have these guys come on like Jake and, and get a shout out. Absolutely. Within a month. No, he's doing well. And then uh, rounding out that effort, uh, Christy Malik, March 21st, joined us as a CDL compliance safety coordinator. She lives in Milford, Maine. And uh, we, we had some work to do on that front. And we're tickled to death to have Christy here to, to make sure we keep our record straight and everybody's up to date and trained tested the way it needs to be. Yeah, so. She comes to us with a good amount of experience with right. that. So it's a very nice pickup. Great, great new employee owner. 
Uh, March 28th, we also had Justin Deneen start. Again, another New Hampshire edition. Uh, started with us as a skilled laborer. So welcome aboard, Justin. Excellent. So that's shout out to new employees. I'm going to give them all an applause. I don't want to steal it for next week, Herb, but uh, this coming Monday, we've got a, a large crop coming in. Um, uh, quite a few. I think we've got upwards of 11 or 12 folks coming on board. 16. 16. See, I can't even count. I got to look at the back sheet. Uh, and some of those uh, employees include a, a handful of returning employees that uh, left in the last year or so and uh, good people to have coming back to us. So Great. really looking forward to another fresh batch coming in. Well, that's a testament to, to how hard uh, Heather's working. Absolutely. On that front to bring people in. And I know Pete's been involved in, in some of the recruiting also, but uh, great work on all fronts. Absolutely. It's a team effort. Okay, here at announcements, but I have something to, to well, announce also first. Two. The number two. The number two. That is your fifth number. Doug Morrison says, Sarge's looking to start a field technology committee. This is aimed solely at field staff, laborers, equipment, operators, foremen, etc. This is your chance to have a voice regarding new technology the company should look into. If you're interested, please contact Doug Morrison at dmorrison at sergeant.us. That's D-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N at sergeant.us. I think it's important to say here that just because you bring something to the table doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be used immediately. So <clears throat> part of this is flushing out ideas and, and looking at the return on investment on those type of things. It's all of our money that we're spending. So we like Correct. to look at that. Um, I just wanted to add to that, Herb, uh, please, if you are interested, please do reach out. We're looking for input from people. Uh, Doug had put a couple emails out and got very, very little response to that. So we thought we'd announce it on here, but uh, this is a chance to really, be able to step in and say, hey, here's some things that we could be doing because all of us don't have all the answers. We need to hear from you folks too. So if you're interested in joining, please do get in touch with Doug and join. Very good. So as I said last week, it's getting to be ESOP stock price announcement season, and we will have that. The price is right next week. So you have to get in your guesses for the stock price. And the prize will be we're putting $1,000 in the pool. And in the event that someone gets it right, someone gets it right, they'll win $1,000. If more than one gets it right, if it's three or 10 or 20, we divide that $1,000 evenly with everybody. Yep. So we've, used, we've given you five numbers. You should write those five numbers down. Put an X over the one you don't think is part of the stock price. That leaves you four numbers. One of those numbers will be used twice in the stock price. So the stock price is five numbers. It's over $100. And there's a decimal point in there. There's two decimal <laughs> points. Okay. Just to be clear. So there's a hint. It's over 100. I'm going to give you what they were in the last, well, the whole history. 2014, 61 cents. I'm sorry, 2013. 2014, $1.16. 15, $6.33. 17, $17. I remember trying to get some energy around this back then. Yep. And people just yawned, you know. Uh, 17, $35.77. 18, $53.83. 2019, $73.49. 2020, $73.49. 
2021, 100 There you go. So you take those five numbers, X one of them out. Out of the remaining four, one of them gets used twice. And then you have five digits in the stock price. I'm really excited about this, Herb. It's a big deal to everyone out there. and uh, It's I, a big deal to me. In 2017, when the stock price was $35.77, yeah. I said to Tim and Tasha, I want the stock price to be $100 by the time we turn 100 years old in 2026. And we looked at each other like, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> no, but we all thought I was crazy. Yeah. And we're here four years early, five years early. Uh, it's a great thing. We just need to keep that uh, trend going. It's headed in the right direction. And so next week, we're, we're going we're gonna to have Tasha on here to help me reveal and celebrate the 2021 Sergeant Aesop stock price. And I don't think people can realize, unless you hear every day, you know, Herb's excited, I'm excited, Tasha's very excited for this. This is this is kind of like her Super Bowl trophy moment uh, at the end of the year after all the hard work with the valuation and audits and all those type of things. So please tune in. It's an important part of what we're doing here. It's an important part of everyone's uh, benefit package here. So good stuff. Looking forward to hearing it. Absolutely. With that said, we're going to sign off. Eric, we've had a podcast. We've had another podcast. And I would just say, uh, as I said before, uh, be kind. A little bit of kindness uh, goes a long way. doesn't cost a thing. Be good to each other. And most of all, zero accidents. Sean? Have fun. Bring value to your fellow owners. And zero accidents. I agree. Help somebody out today. Amen. Give them a hand. Zero accidents.